I'm speaking to Eliza Fournier. Eliza is proud to have served in the Windy City Harvest Department of the Chicago Botanic Garden for 20 years. In her time at the garden, she has had the privilege of helping to design and build numerous farms and gardens across the city of Chicago and beyond. More importantly, her work overseeing the youth farm, apprenticeship, and veggie RX programs has prepared hundreds of urban residents for careers in the sustainable food system and has provided thousands of people with life-sustaining access to fresh, locally grown produce. Most recently, as the Health and Special Contacts Director for the department, she has been able to share the Windy City Harvest model with partners regionally and across the U.S. looking to connect urban residents with food, health, and jobs through plants. Prior to her work at the Chicago Botanic Garden, Eliza earned her bachelor's degree in environmental studies from Lake Forest College in Lake Forest, Illinois, and her master's degree in public affairs from Indiana University, where she concentrated in urban management. I'm curious to know, where did you grow up and how did your interest in gardening and agriculture first develop? Sure. Um, I was born in uh, Mount Horeb, Wisconsin, which is just west of Madison. And um, back when I was living there, it was a town of about 3,500 people, and many of whom were um, farmers, mostly dairy farmers. And um, my best friend, uh, one of my best friends and my boyfriend in high school uh, both lived on dairy farms. And so I wanted to see them. I had to help pitch in work and doing chores. Um, and also I, one of my first jobs was my mom had um, a good friend who had rheumatoid arthritis and she was a really amazing gardener, but she couldn't do all the work herself. So I basically was her hands um, when I was in middle school. So I've been at this for a really long time and I worked in um, garden centers and things like that my whole life. And just, I've always been drawn to it. And I was listening to another podcast, like pay attention to what you pay attention to. And in college, it was like, I seem to be continuing to be drawn back to plants and that connection with people and plants. And, and that's kind of how I started to think, maybe I could do this for a job. I don't know. <laughs> and what brought you to Chicago? Well, at the same time, I was idolizing the farmers that I grew up with. I was also idolizing Chicago. I loved the big city. I loved coming here. We came here to the city a lot. Um, growing up, drove through it, going to our, um, my grandma's houses in Indiana. And so I just always like, I can't, do people really live here? Is this a thing? And how do you, what is this big city life all like? And, and I always wanted to be there. So when I, but I was still a little intimidated by it. So when I choose, I chose a college, I chose a small college outside of the city, but I always had internships inside. So I went to Lake Forest College and got a liberal arts education in environmental studies and did um, internships in the city, um, taking the train in and, and spending as much time in the city as possible, and then moved, been in the city, you know, basically for 20 years now. And out of curiosity, how has living in Chicago been compared to what you envisioned it would be? <laughs> better, way better. When I thought about living in, in Chicago, I thought about living in a high-rise downtown. You know, I thought about um, being in the hustle bustle all the time. And, it, and in reality, I don't think I'm my metabolism is really made up for that, meant for that. So uh, Chicago is a beautiful city of many neighborhoods. And so it's really great to um, be able to be in the neighborhood and then be able to tap into that energy um, when you're feeling ready for it. So that's what, that's what I really love about it. And to be honest, I think I, I, another thing that's enabled me to live in the city for so long is having this job, you know, being working for the Chicago Botanic Garden, having my hands in the dirt every week as part of my, uh, my, how, do, how much time do we spend a third of our lives um, at work? Um, being able to have my hands in the dirt um, has really enabled this city to feel a lot 
uh, smaller and um, still connected to nature. So tell me a little bit about Windy City Harvest, how it got started and what its mission is. Sure. Um, so the Chicago Botanic Gardens mission is that we cultivate the power of plants to sustain and enrich life. And um, the Windy City Harvest Department is basically the urban agriculture department of the Chicago Botanic Garden. Um, and our, the mission of our department is that we take that mission and we connect people to that mission through food, health, and jobs. So really meeting people where they're at, um, people who may not think that they're plant people, but they're real, they're food people, or they're looking for a job, or they're interested in improving their health, their um, the choices they make to make have a better, a healthier lifestyle. And how can plants help solve all of the 21, 21st century problems that we're we're seeing? And plants can really play a huge role. Um, so Windy City Harvest has really developed. Um, I've been at the garden for 20 years, and um, I started out in the school and community gardening department. That's what we were called then. And feeling a need to be less drop-in, like, hey, oh, community, you want a, a garden? Here you go. Here's your garden. Bling. And now good luck taking care of it and thinking like, wow, we really did um, a great thing, which it was a great thing. But thinking about, you know, is there is there a value in sticking around within a community and helping to maintain that garden and not putting that on the community to be like, hey, now you have uh, another thing to add to your list of, of things to care for. So that's really how Windy City Harvest grew up. It was out of a, listening to the communities where we had been doing school and community gardening and thinking about how can we have a more permanent um, presence in the garden or in the, in the neighborhood where these gardens were and, and what what assets and what needs, what assets exist in the community and what needs exist within um, the community that people have communicated to us and how can we help um, bring the resources of the main campus in Glencoe to um, neighborhoods on mostly the west and south side of the city. What are some of the ways in which you've seen that really transform people's lives, either through their involvement in the apprenticeship program or through being the recipients of some of the food that's grown in those gardens? Sure, I think that the um, I think that the power of the Windy City Harvest program is that um, we provide a continuum of opportunity. People can tap in and tap out wherever they're feeling a desire or a need, and they can continue along that. They can continue along that um, that path for as long as they want. So, for example, someone who is whose doctor prescribed them uh, a Veggie RX box one week might come into farm on Ogden and say, okay, I'm making this investment in my health. Here's these vegetables, but then be like, oh, I have a, it turns out I had a background with the, with the justice department. I have had a felony before and I have been having trouble finding a job. I'd like to get help finding a job and I might like to do this work. So they can go, they could um, sign up for the core program and be paid for 14 weeks and learn, do on the job training, learning how to be a farmer. And then if they continue to like that, they could continue, they could say, well, I'd like to apply to be in the apprenticeship program, um, which is in part partnership with city colleges, where at the end of their 14 weeks, we keep them on as staff at Windy City Harvest um, full-time working at one of the farms. And then when the apprenticeship program starts um, in at the end of January, the next year, um, they'll join a cohort of up to 20 students from all over the city with all different kinds of backgrounds. And they might be an individual who has not had a lot of success with formal education, but now has this 
year of growing under their belt where someone with maybe a master's degree who's coming into the apprenticeship at the same time has never done formal farming before in their life. So both of those people, they're, they're kind of meeting in the middle and garden become gardening and farming becomes this great equalizer, which is pretty beautiful. And so by the time that person, um, we're still following our person A, by the time the person graduates from the apprenticeship program, which is 10 months, that person will have basically two years of, of employment, 31 credit hours at the city college, and, um, and, and a, a recommendation from the Chicago Botanic Garden for their next opportunity, which is pretty cool. We've even seen individuals who have started in the core program who are like, I, I don't think I wanted anything to do with this farming stuff, who have gone on to start their own farm businesses um, on land that we um, have been given access to by our housing partner, Brinshaw Michaels, which is pretty transformational to go from someone who has had trouble finding a job, just wants to do um, uh, just, just like, how do I get my foot in the door to having your own farm business and being able to employ others is pretty amazing. And have community members generally been supportive of these efforts? Yeah, I think the, the, what we've been very, what the Chicago Botanic Garden and Windy City Harvest have been really, um, pretty mindful of is, um, it's not like, oh, wow, look at this group of vacant lots here. This would be a perfect urban farm right here. It's not that at all. It's more, oh, someone has heard about the work that we do that already is either working or living in the community, has a community organization that's community-based and says, this is a skill and a, a skill set or a resource we don't have that we want in the community. Chicago Botanic Garden, Windy City Harvest, can we work with you to make this a reality in our community? So I think that's really key is only going where we've been invited. Um, and in that way, a lot of community member, uh, a lot of the community has been very, very um, receptive to the work that we're doing. And then also uh, anytime we're having a site where, or adjusting a site or the resources that we provide, um, we're making sure to go to community meetings that are already in existence, um, community, um, tapping into community action plans that are already there, making sure that what we're doing is in alignment with the community's vision for itself. And how much of it is also about educating people in the communities about how food is grown so that they have a better understanding of that process? Yeah, I mean, I think as Americans, um, most of us, uh, no matter where we live, what our race is, what our uh, economic status is, I think most of us are pretty divorced from um, the process of uh, how food is grown and where, where our food in America comes from. Um, so I think, yes, it is very... <laughs> It's really cool to be able to see things growing that you have on your dinner table that you might not have seen. And I think that's a big um, attribute to the success or big tribute to the success of, or that contributes to the success of VeggieRx because wherever we're doing a pr produce prescription program, there's a farm associated with the distribution site. So people can literally see where the vegetables are being grown that they're taking home to prepare for their family. So there's that level of trust there and, and interest. And I'm curious, what are the ways in which Chicago is doing a good job with urban agriculture and what are some of the areas where we have room for improvement? That's a great question. I would say just being someone who has worked in the urban agriculture field for a really long time now and seen how it's grown, I would say 20 years ago, um, if someone, if you, I told someone 
the, what my job was, they would say, what are you talking about? I don't, I don't know what that one, is that really a job <laughs> working in urban agriculture? And two, I don't really understand what that is. Um, I think now when you say that to someone here in Chicago, um, there's so many different organizations doing different iterations of urban agriculture, training, access, workforce development, school farming, those kinds of things that people are more familiar with it. So I think that um, the creative spirit in Chicago around growing food is so strong and, and so many different people have figured out a way to do that in a way that builds on their um, strengths. And so I think that's a great way that Chicago, what Chicago has been doing really well is tapping into the creativity of, of its citizens to um, make this happen and to grow a considerable amount of food in the city. Um, I think we have a long way to go to make this uh, an entrepreneur, to provide on economic opportunities for individuals who want to actually be farmers and aren't necessarily nonprofits. Um, so like Windy City Harvest, obviously in the Chicago, the Chicago Botanic Garden is a nonprofit, you know, so we have philanthropic support, but how does that kind of helps us mitigate some risks of being a farmer, but how do we make um, in the city of Chicago, how do we make farming accessible to somebody who wants to do it as a business? Um, and I think access to land, to compost, to, to clean soil, to water, um, are to the appropriate business licenses, like those kind of administrative processes are still being um, fleshed out uh, to really make it this accessible, particularly in the communities that have the resources of vacant lots um, of, of, of potentially accessible land where people could be growing at some kind of scale. And are there other cities that Chicago is looking toward in terms of models for how to continue to address some of those concerns? Um, another great question. Um, there are a lot of um, other cities that are, are doing a great job. And I like Detroit is a great um, example, I think, of a city that has um, taken what some might view as a as a challenge, which is a ton of vacant lots and figured out how to turn it into an asset. Um, which is an economic opportunity for residents. And I think um, that is a great model that Chicago could look to for sure. Also, I've noticed that a lot of this takes place, obviously, as we've talked about on vacant land and when development pressures encroach, that tends to be something that puts the urban agriculture and the community gardens at a threat. Are there ways in which you see models that can help to preserve that even as development continues to proceed in areas? Yeah, um, so what Windy City Harvest, we've definitely seen that um, happening over the years. And we've, um, our model has never really been uh, huge in, there are other organizations that do community gardening, um, providing access to clean soil on a larger scale than Windy City Harvest does. But we have been seeing a demand for this from our partners and the communities in which we work. And one model that's been working well for us is partnering with community organizations and housing developers to set aside land as community allotment spaces. So it's an amenity and an asset to the, um, to the neighbors that surround that organization or the residents that live there. So for example, we work with Brinshore Michaels, which I mentioned before, um, they run 
a lot of the mixed income housing development, or they de have developed and manage a lot of the um, uh, mixed income housing developments that have um, sprung up as part of the plan for transformation with the, um, the deconstruction of the large scale housing projects. And um, that kind of happened late 90s, early 2000s. And for Bringer Michaels, one of the amenities that they really want to provide um, to, in order to bring people with different backgrounds together is gardens and plants. And so um, currently we're managing about um, 75 community allotment um, plots for those residents, which will be a part of, they're, they're protected as a part of the um, housing development. Um, also working with health centers, um, we currently work with Esperanza um, in Brighton Park and PCC in Austin, um, both federally qualified health centers to have um, farms and growing spaces on location. And so again, those are parts of their campuses that will that have been developed specifically as farms and community allotment spaces for, for neighbor, neighbors and patients. And what are some of the next steps for Windy City Harvest as you continue to grow? Um, I think what we uh, really are interested in doing is providing more and more opportunities for um, graduates of our training programs to um, start their own businesses um, adjacent, like in, engaging in farming and also um, farm adjacent um, businesses, which is kind of cool. Um, for example, with our VeggieRx program, we do on-site um, farm stands, which Windy City Harvest used to run, but now we um, write into a contract that our um, the incubator businesses that are just small farm businesses just starting out, they would run those and we provide a stipend for them to actually show up. Yeah, so it provides them with some guaranteed income, which has been a barrier for um, for farmers to uh, come and run farm stands and um, and participate in farmers markets in under-resourced communities. Um, so that has been one way we've been trying to do that. The other thing we've been really trying to do is to um, use our experience as part of a cultural organ institution, the Chicago Botanic Garden, to kind of inform how other cultural institutions can do this work and how it brings the resources of the cultural institution to the communities um, who might not necessarily get to that main campus. And um, when you think about Cook County, um, the Chicago Botanic Garden is located really, really far northeast in the county. And it's really, it can be difficult for some folks to get there. So how do we bring the resources um, and uh, opportunities that exist on the main campus to, to the rest of the county? So I think sharing that model and demonstrating for other cultural institutions how they can replicate it um, has been, is, is kind of where we're headed next. And on a personal note, I'm curious to know what's most rewarding to you about your job? For me, it's the, that intersection. I've had jobs where I only work with people and I've had jobs where I only work with plants. And I like both of those jobs, but for me, the, the, the point where the people and the plants intersect and the kind of um, growth that can happen in that space is what keeps me coming back year after year because um, it's just magical. Every time you see it happen, it never gets old. Well, I really appreciate you taking time to talk today and I wish you the best mm -hmm. with your endeavors at Windy City Harvest. Thank you. Thanks so much. It's been a pleasure.